Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Hey, I'm Stevie, and in the last few years, I have built a wildly successful seven-figure business selling courses and digital products. If you're looking to create, launch, and scale a flagship digital course, or maybe you already have an online course and you want me to spill my secrets, this is the podcast for you. I believe with Wi-Fi, a little strategy, and someone to show you the way anything is possible. Let's do this. Want to know more about Launchpad, which is my 12-month high-touch group coaching program where I teach you how to create, launch, and scale your flagship online course? Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad now, and I'll give you access to a free training where I break down the entire strategy for a profitable, sustainable online course business, and you'll learn all about the program as well. That's steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad. Do you remember the old chicken and egg conundrum where, you know, it really had me baffled for the first 20 years of my life and it kind of went, all chickens hatch from eggs, but all eggs are laid by chickens. So which came first, the chicken or the egg? And I actually think there's been some scientific guy that's worked it out. But that's kind of not the point of this episode, because what I'm talking about in this episode is like the 2021 equivalent of the chicken and egg conundrum, but for the online course world. And it's what comes first, the audience or the course, right? So if you're thinking about creating a course and let's say you're a service provider, I'm guessing that you haven't spent a whole lot of time building a big, warm email list 
right? So you're probably thinking one of two things. You're probably thinking, oh, you know, I need an audience first. I've got to build an audience before I create a course. Or you might be thinking, oh, should I create the course first and then somehow come up with the audience to sell to, right? So it kind of leaves you confused AF and you're, you know, not sure whether to go with the course first or the audience first. And, you know, it's all too hard and you just leave it. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to give you my opinion on what comes first, the audience or the course. And guys, be warned because what I'm about to say goes against the grain of like 99% of the standard advice out there, which is mostly BS anyway. Let's be honest because it's just everyone and their dog regurgitating advice that they heard on an Amy Porterfield podcast way back in 2016. Am I right? (laughs) But don't let me get started on the complete echo chamber that is the online coaching world. That is something for another episode, or maybe I should just keep those opinions to myself. Anyway, let's get into the episode. So let me start by saying creating your course first is not the answer. Ding, 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 ding. If that is what you thought, let me tell you why that is not the way to go. And if you're halfway through an online course and you've been going down that track, luckily you're listening to this podcast episode now because I can help you. (laughs) Okay. So here is what most people do when it comes to online courses, right? They spend months and months creating a course. They go, okay, cool. I want to create a course on X, Y, Z. And then they go into the rabbit hole of creating all of the content. And let me tell you, it is not an easy rabbit hole. There is a lot of work that goes along with creating a course. I will never, ever sugarcoat that. So then what happens is one of two things. So they either give up halfway through or they finally finish it and they take it to market only that their audience is teeny, teeny, tiny. They didn't do any research to make sure that it was actually a profitable course for a profitable market, serving a specific transformation. They launch it the way that all of the gurus, and I'm using inverted commas here, guys, even though you can't see me because it's a podcast, uh, or they don't launch it at all and they just slap it up on their website and cross their fingers and hold their breath and hope that people will buy it. And then, drum roll please, surprise, surprise, it bombs, right? Because they didn't have the audience. They used strategies used by the gurus with huge audiences to try and sell it. Maybe they didn't have the right concept in the first place because they didn't do their due diligence or craft messaging that speaks to the hearts and minds of their perfect fit students, right? So (laughs) here is the thing. If you decide that you're going to go down the track of creating your course before you've built an audience, it's not a bad thing in and of itself, right? I actually recommend creating a course before you have a really big, warm audience inside of my group coaching program. It's a strategy that I recommend. But here is the problem. The problem comes when you create your online course in a silo. So you kind of like go in and you create a course without a really solid understanding of your niche. And I know that every marketing person goes on about this, but there is a specific, you know, series of things that you need to know. Even if you think you know your audience, uh, you know, they do it without an existing audience and with no input 
from the people that they're ultimately going to sell their course to, right? So essentially what happens when you do that is that you create an online course that you think people want, and that's really dangerous. So I've said it before, and like I said, I never, ever sugarcoat this. Creating course materials is no joke. It takes serious time and effort. There is brain power, there is energy, there is time, and that is all a finite resource, right? Side note, that is why I recommend that you only ever have one flagship course and you don't do what I did in the early days and decide to create a whole heap of different courses, which is just giving you, uh, you know, a whole lot of work, but (laughs) that is a story for another day. So, Going back to what I was saying, building it yourself, so in a little silo without really intimately understanding your perfect fit students and their pain points and their desires and their struggles and what they need is kind of like, if I was going to use an analogy, it's kind of like a builder building a home they think that their client is going to like, right? They'll go, oh, okay, cool. You want to work with me? I'm just going to build this home for you. And going, I think I know a little bit about you. I'll see, I'll see if I can, you know, just create what you what you want. Now, you know, that's risky, right? There might be some things that they like, but there's other things that they're just like, that was way off the mark. And it's not catering to my unique problems, circumstances, and needs. So when you do that with an online course, you're kind of betting with a whole lot of your very, very valuable, especially if you're a service provider, you know, very scarce time. And that's not something that I would like to bet on. Okay. The odds, my friend, are against you. So that is why I don't think creating your course first is the answer. So (laughs) what am I saying? Uh, uh, You know, the chicken or the egg conundrum then kind of goes into, okay, Stevie, are you saying build your audience first, right? And I'm actually not saying that either. (laughs) So, you know, if you're a service provider and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm stuffed if you think that that is the answer because my focus has been on getting clients, you ding that, and not, you know, building a big, warm audience, you're in luck. I'm also actually not suggesting that. Here is my opinion on why building your audience first also isn't the right answer. So if you wait until you have built a really big, really warm audience to sell your course to, it's true that it's more likely to be successful, okay, because creating an online course is, you know, ultimately a volume game. So the way that it works, and uh, if you're not familiar with the term conversion rate, it is the percentage of leads that you pitch your course to that ultimately end up uh, purchasing it from you. Your The average conversion rate is 2%, okay? So for every 100 people that you pitch your course to, you can bet on around two people buying. Now, there's a lot of different factors that can increase that and decrease that. And like, you know, I've said a few times, that is a story for another day. But if you're launching a brand new course to an email list of, say, 5,000 people, so a sizable email list, and you've got your messaging right and you've got your strategy right, you can bet based on a 2% conversion rate that about 100 of them are going to buy, right? And so let's say that your online course is $500. That is 
$50,000 if I have done my maths right, hopefully. (laughs) So that is a successful launch, right? In most people's eyes. And that's exactly what I did myself when I was starting out on my online course journey. I had spent a year building this big, frothy, bubbling audience and I launched with a bang. But do I think it is the right way to go? Now, listen to me when I say this, hell to the no. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode. If you've ever thought about creating and launching your own online course, but you felt overwhelmed with all of the tech options, I want to share with you the all-in-one solution that I use to manage just about every single aspect of my online course business. That tool is 10X Pro, and they are currently offering my listeners, you, a 30-day trial for just $1 plus some very special bonuses that you won't get anywhere else so that you can test it out yourself. To get started, head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash 10X Pro. That's the number 10X for Xylophone Pro. Enjoy. If your first launch is a multi-five or a six-figure launch, and I've seen some of my peers that started around the same time as me launch with these big, frothy launches, here is what I think. I think that you have left serious money on the table because you have waited way, way too long. So when I see those big first launches these days, I actually kind of cringe in a really loving way, right? I'm like, good for you, but gosh, imagine how much more money you could have in your pocket right now if you had done this way, way, way earlier. So back to the chicken and the egg. I don't think the course comes first. I also don't think the audience comes first. And I think that a really blind focus on just one at the expense of the other when you're starting out with your online course journey is really, frankly, risky. So here is what I recommend. Now, inside of my group coaching program, I have a seven-phase strategy that I give to my clients. And actually, that's a lie. I actually have four different strategies for my clients, depending on where they're coming in. So if they already have a course, if they already have an audience or a combination of those things, right? But for a lot of my people coming into the program, this is the strategy. So this is kind of the most common strategy for people coming in. Now, this is for people that do not have a course, and they don't yet have a big audience. So the first step is to create a really irresistible, no-brainer offer that intimately speaks to the hearts and minds of what I call your perfect fit student. Now, newsflash though, that offer is not your course. They are two very separate, very distinct things. Your offer design is the structure, the positioning, the skeleton of your course. And once you have that, you take it to market. And we have a really cool little strategy inside of the program called the Foundation Student Fill-Up Formula, where you actually get paid to create your course. But more importantly, you get, well, the act of getting paid means that you validate it, right? So 
You don't create your course. You don't pass go until you have real living, breathing students that have given you their money and that want the offer that you have presented to them. And here's the thing, guys, this process, so this foundation student fill up formula doesn't require a really big, warm audience. And in fact, most of the clients in the program have validated with an email list of, gosh, you know, there's clients in there who have validated with like four or 5K in sales with an email list of, you know, under 100 and a couple of hundred people on their social media accounts. And, uh, you know, I'm actually thinking of a few that have been paid like $10,000 to create their course with teeny tiny email lists. Okay. So it's not a requirement that you've spent a year building a big frothy audience. So that's first, right? Then you create the course. So this is when you go in and create and you take on the feedback of the students as you go so that you're not creating the course in a vacuum and it's solving their unique problems. And, you know, even better, you're collecting testimonials as you go. And then the next step is a launch, but not one of the big splashy launches that the gurus tell you because you're not at that point yet. You don't have the audience for it yet, right? Really what we're doing with that launch is giving you a funnel, so the funnel that we recommend inside of the program, that allows you, once you've validated it with sales through that process, to use that funnel to grow your audience and make sales at the same time. So this is where the audience growth comes in. Once you have a course that you have been paid to create and you have validated and you've you know created your course and you've created the assets for this light launch and you've done it incrementally over time rather than just being completely overwhelmed by trying to do all of the things at once, what will happen after that point is that you will have this asset that will allow you to grow your email list and make sales at the same time, right? So you're not just growing your email list for the sake of it with some random freebie or one of about a hundred that you have that you're funneling people in bit by bit. You're actually filling your funnel with potential students and giving them an opportunity to buy And as a result, you're building your audience with people that are the right fit for your course. So there's a direct correlation, right? There's no point in having a big email list if they're not people that are potentially going to purchase your course. So that then fuels the success of your future launches. Now, the process is a like gra- graduated process, I guess is what I would say. So there's no, you know, huge splashy launches before your business is prepared for them. And on the flip side, there's no kind of crickets bill after spending months creating a course and finding out that it's not validated because it's not what people wanted, right? So it's really a sustainable process for a profitable online course business that you'll have for the long term. And that is what we want. Yes. Nodding. Yes, that is what we want. (laughs) So it's a whole process. That is just the outline, but that's the dealio people. So let's recap on the podcast episode. The audience doesn't come first. Number one, if you go down that rabbit hole, you're going to launch too late and you're going to leave money on the table, but neither does the course because That rabbit hole is actually a recipe for months lost on a course you're not even sure will sell. And 
ain't nobody got time for that, right? So the most sustainable path for an online course business is like I said, a graduated process that starts with offer design and then you validate and then you create and then finally you create a launch asset and you use that to fuel the growth of your audience whilst making sales at the same time. And then, then you can do that big splashy launch and, you know, there's a whole process for that as well. So, I'll take a breath because I probably got a bit ranty in this podcast episode, but I feel really passionately about this because there's a lot of little rabbit holes that you can fall down as you go down the course creation process, especially if you listen to the regurgitated advice that is online everywhere about the inverted commas best way to do it, right? The best way to do it will depend on where you are at Uh, and what your unique circumstances are. And that is what we cater for inside of Launchpad. So if you're curious to know more about the exact process that we take you through in my 12-month high-touch group coaching program, if you're keen to kind of know the full step-by-step breakdown, which I kind of touched on here, uh, head over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad and fill out a little two-question application form. So based on your answers, if we think we can help you, we will shoot you over a free advanced private training for you to check out. Now, we don't share that training with everyone because it's my IP and it's very hugely valuable. It's not just, you know, a frothy kind of free, put it out there piece of content. This is literally the entire strategy for a profitable and sustainable course business. And so we want to make sure that you're the right fit for the strategy. Okay. Now, do you need to join Launchpad? No, (laughs) there's no sales calls or high pressure tactics or anything on the other side of that application form. That is not our jam, but you do need to be curious to know more. So that's steviesaysocial.com forward slash launchpad. Guys, that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for giving me your time and your attention. I would love to hear what you thought of this episode. If you've got any questions, slide on into my DMs at steviesaysocial over on Instagram. Have a wonderful day or night or, you know, walk or car ride, whatever you're doing. I rabbit on at the end of these episodes. So I'll leave it there. See you guys. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've made it this far, hopefully it means you've liked it. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes and leave me a quick rating and a review while you're there. I would be so, so grateful. Want to say hi? Head over to Instagram at Stevie Says Social and send me a DM. Till next time.